Hi, welcome to episode 101 of Thrifty Cast. This is Eric. <laughs> I'm Kathleen. I was waiting for you to say who you were. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to say who you were. This is when it's hard to be on FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. Um... The other thing, too, is the way that it works. You know, I mean, we tend to be very careful about not talking over each other anyway. Um, kind of. We're not that podcast, right? Um, but um, it it's particularly difficult with FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. It really. Yeah. So, um, how are you doing? I'm good. It is really humid. Like, so, it's been humid since Friday. It's just clammy. And I'm really tired of sticking to things. Yeah. My hair is, well, let's not talk about my hair. Um, So, yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really, there's something that I know about myself, which is that I love the way that leather furniture looks, but... I never want leather furniture in my house, especially a couch, for exactly the reason you're describing. Oh, sticking to it? Yeah, well, there's the, yeah, there's the fruit roll-up peeling yeah. off of it, <laughs> which I don't love. The other thing about, my dad actually said this. He's like, you know, it's cold in winter and it's too hot when it's hot out. Hmm. Um, which is why he... <laughs> Dropping a wisdom bomb at all. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, this was all uh, part of a very long story about how he picked out a new recliner. Oh. And I got to see that recliner this weekend. It is top-notch. So I, I think he made a great choice. So he didn't get leather? Of course not. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's For those reasons. Yeah, I was going to say, did you hear me? It's cold in winter and... Sticky in summer. Come on. So, um, so yeah, just don't don't use the vinyl sheets tonight. I think I'm safe. I volunteered, and I had to like peel my arm off the counter every time I was writing. You know, I get done writing, and I'd be like, "Well, it was it was like a fruit roll up, a sweaty fruit roll up." Do they not have air conditioning there? It's the basement of a church. Oh, okay. So no. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm guessing because it's the basement, it's cooler anyway, but it doesn't it cut is. it doesn't cut the humidity at all. No, and it's not hot. It's just very humid. And that is why I bought a dehumidifier for um downstairs and it has mm-hmm. turned our finished basement into dare I say a paradise. <laughs> it's uh it's like consistently 66 degrees with like 50% humidity. And Okay, that's a lot of humidity. You know, you would think that that was a lot of humidity. It's really not. Uh, 50% humidity, according to the dehumidifier, because it has a little digital readout on it. Uh-huh. Um, 50% humidity is actually really not bad. Um, in when I went to Vegas a few months ago, they have like twenty percent humidity, maybe less. But yeah, there's not enough like heavy duty body lotion in the world to <laughs> like I would put lotion on and like my 
skin would just sort of soak it in. It, it was amazing. Vegas was the place that I had to lube the inside of my nose with lotion because it was so <laughs> Those are, that's a dark moment when you've got a... It's, it's not a good image. Sorry, yeah, but. yeah. Um, so um, I've been... Um, I, I've, I've got company coming next weekend. And mm-hmm. um, so it's been the frantic cleaning the house. And the one massive task that's left is all the stuff that needs to get priced for uh, the booth that's on and all around the table. And then there's also like boxes and packing material. It is a, oh, it's such a mess. And like an embarrassing mess, like a hoarder mess. So um, our, we are, are so far from being at a point of guest readiness that I'm actually a little bit worried. But, you know, those things always pull themselves together. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, you can put all that stuff, right? Um, hide it. Yeah, we have barns. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of lugging it out to those barns. So, um, so yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. It's just... I'm just mindful of how much work there is to do, and I'm a little bit mad at myself for not being better about decluttering. But, speaking of the booth, um, a while ago we got a second one, and starting um, August 1st, we'll have a third one. Um, At the same, all at the same mall. Yeah, all all at the same thrift mall, and actually they're adjacent to each other, Mm -hmm. so it's just basically like having one big booth. Although it's uh, there are walls in this, so it's more like stalls. They they actually are like booths. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're divided up by the walls, but we kind of figured out. Um, we're gonna have some of the stuff we have is like seventies groovy. And a lot of the stuff we have is more like depression glass, 30s, 40s kind of stuff, like that kind of vintage. Um, So we're going to actually split that stuff up. So each booth kind of has a very particular aesthetic. And the third booth is going to be kind of our catch-all and probably where we'll put holiday stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I'm hoping that that helps us get things cleared out more quickly. Having that extra space, I would think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and especially having a kind of a mentally a way of organizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's sort of appealing to buyers, where it's abundant but not crowded, you know, just all that stuff you worry about with that kind of thing. I will say that I went to a really great antique mall um, on Saturday. Ooh. My only complaint about it was that some of the booths, I really had to like move things out of the way mm-hmm. to take prices. Um, you know, like things that I didn't necessarily want to touch, but it was like, I can't see your price tag from here. Mm-hmm. And I get it. People want it to be all pretty, but you also don't want people handling a lot of breakable stuff. And as I, like, moved, you know, in the ace booth, where I had a booth up out of the way, I'm like, somebody could use a little lesson here about this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, like, great you want it to be, like, Instagram ready or whatever, but 
people also have to shop, and you don't want people to break your stuff. Yeah. Uh, you're, ra- you're, raising, you're raising such a good point that it is, it actually gets a little bit dangerous when you pack things in too much. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh. Well, I, I mean, I work my little bit of, you know, part-time antique store stuff, and... Like, we put price tags in very prominent places. Nothing that you have to turn over or find that's hiding because we don't want people to break stuff. Yeah. We also, I mean, we offer, it's different than a mall because it's a little space and we mm-hmm. see people, so we'll offer to help. But, like, there were a couple times I could have used some help. Oh, but yeah. I didn't break things, so that was good. The, um, I think the worst is if you have something that's breakable that has a lid on it, and you, oh, yeah. And you put the price tag on the bottom. Like, when people do that, I'm like, you are asking for trouble. Yeah. That is not a good idea. I, it makes me understand why thrift stores do so much damage with tape. Yeah. It's like, I get it. Because you don't want people to just, like, break stuff or parts to come apart. But then they get a little tape crazy with things where there's, you know, too much damage. Oh, yeah. Anybody who's bought a board game at a thrift store... Yeah, board game puzzle. Oh, yeah, we'll know about that. So, so hey, find of the week. Ooh. Um, it's kind of related to my... I've got a couple of them. Me too, me too. Okay, uh, is it okay if I go first? Sure. Okay, my uh, first is that I went to a Goodwill and they had eight Cobalt Fiesta cups from, like, the cup and saucer set. No saucers there, um, but... Eight cups, 69 cents each, which I thought was fantastic, especially for a Goodwill. And not four days earlier, I was at another thrift store and found a stack of 10 Fiesta saucers. Um, They're all different colors, so they don't match. But isn't that part of the joy of Fiesta, the mix and match? Come on. It really is. Yeah. It it is. That's why people like it. Yep. They like it so... Amen. And it's not vintage or anything, but I just thought that was such a great, the serendipity of it. Like, I can't Yeah, and the fact that you found eight and then you had the ten, I mean, it wasn't like you found eight cups and you had two saucers. I mean, it's so good. Mm -hmm. It is. It's serendipitous. Yep. Um, My first item, when I was driving to this antique mall, I used my GPS and it told me, I thought, kind of a goofy way to go, but maybe it was avoiding tolls. I don't know. So it was sort of a long drive. On the way there, I saw Goodwill, so I stopped to bring up my drive. And it was pretty nice, like well laid out, lots of stuff, a lot of good things that I wasn't necessarily interested in buying, but I liked seeing. Mm-hmm. Prices were terrible. I ended up buying a gnome. He's about four inches high, maybe maybe four and a half. And um, he's going to go amongst my plants in my dining room. I have a couple gnomes in there just kind of peeking out. Um, he's $1.99. And I learned when I got to the antique mall, because I found one of his brother's cousin's mm-hmm. uncle, or, that he was made in Japan. Oh. So I kind of thought he was maybe a hobbyist gnome. Mm-hmm. But um, no, he was not. He, he was mass produced. So very cute. And he will look good with my plants. Um, this is your second gnome in, I want to say, eight weeks that made... Oh, my God, I know. Find of the week. I feel like I should have so many, but I really don't have that many. I also have a lot of plants. 
So they really are tucked in. Well, I just, I, I think you might be giving the impression to listeners at home that you are um, living in a space just packed with gnomes. Filthy with gnomes. Just dirty um, with gnomes. No, I, I'm not. It's not creepy yet. <laughs> Um, I did start a list, though, of things that I collect, just because I was curious, and I do not have gnomes on it, so I might I might have to add them. Oh, yeah. What's your second item? Uh, well, actually, before we go to that, I'm really curious about this list. Maybe that, like, listing things that you collect or that I collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's a, that would be an interesting discussion, I think. It would be. We should put it on our list because we also have that interesting article that Gary from the New York Times told us. Not Gary from the New York Times, but <laughs> Gary told us about. It's from the New York Times. Yes. Um, to talk about. Yeah, because you, you and I have actually had interesting conversations about it already, so we should bring that in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So look at us. Yes. Let's not forget. The more we record, the more topics appear. It's fantastic. Amazing. Um, my second item is the original cast soundtrack to Oklahoma on CD. I've been, because we talked about CDs last week, I've been very diligent about looking at CDs in stores. Um, I bought it on a whim. You know, it was a buck, whatever. Um, it is so good. Um, and uh, perfect for driving through hilly, rural Wisconsin <laughs> in July. So... Um, Packed with hits, amazing hits, so good. Yep, it is a great musical. I was Ann Eller in my high school senior year production of Oklahoma. Who, who's Ann Eller? Who's Ann Eller? Yeah, I, um, I don't know that I've actually seen Oklahoma all the way through. I just know the soundtrack. The score. I see, now that I'm saying it, who whose aunt is she? Is she Curly's aunt? I don't know, but um, I got to sing uh, "Oh, What a Beautiful Morning" with Curly. Ooh, in a lead, and I forget what else. My they grayed my hair, which is pretty funny now. Looking at you know mm-hmm. a 17 year old with gray hair who doesn't look old at all, but I'm sure the fine makeup and hair from the stage made me look. Like an elderly woman, like I look now. <laughs> um, high school play stage makeup is its own thing, <laughs> it right? Is. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the process they used for uh, in my high school for arsenic and old lace to age the girls was uh-huh. criminal. Like, <laughs> somebody should have gotten arrested. Um, it was a kabuki it's nightmare. A good, it's a good musical, though. Oh, Oklahoma? Phenomenal. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm And I'm loving listening to it. So that easily <laughs> makes its way into my find of the week because it was just perfect time. Yeah. And it's just bringing me such joy. Way more than a dollar's <laughs> worth of joy. Oh, God, yeah. It's a fun sing-along, too. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, so my second find of the week. So I drive way out to the suburbs. I go to this antique mall. I do something else. I turn around and I'm driving back. And I decide not to take the expressway so that I have an interesting drive. I am driving through, it was Franklin Park. I'm driving through Franklin Park and I notice a Salvation Army that I never knew was there before. I think that building used to be a Kmart a million years ago. Oh. Like a really big Kmart. 
Um, and there was something else there too. It wasn't like the entire Kmart had been turned into a Salvation Army because that'd be great. But um, no, I went in and it was packed with people, um, pretty well organized. Prices, not bad, not amazing, but not bad. And I put down a couple things, but then I found this wreath. It is not a seasonal wreath. It's just a 365 day a year decorative wreath. Mm -hmm. Like somebody cut out circles of fabric, all different colors, and then stuffed, like put in them, like kind of making a dumpling, but making it round. Oh, okay. In the middle of that circle, put a little bit of like fiber fill, you know, the, the fluffy stuff you put in pillows or whatever, and then sewed it into a ball. Oh. And then they stick all these balls together and made a wreath. Then they put a really ugly green big cloth bow on it and hung a couple wooden Christmas ornaments off of it, like little clowns or little people or something. So the ornaments are coming off. The green bow is coming off. Mm-hmm. And just the little squishy ball wreath will be on my front door. It's so cute. Really bright colors, cool fabrics, handmade. I was very excited. I'm going to ask you not to say anything where we would have to mark this podcast as explicit, but how big are the balls? They are, I am a child. Um, (laughs) They are. (laughs) I was not expecting you to ask that. They are the size of cherries. Oh. Yeah, it sounds cute. Lots of little cherry-sized balls stuck to a wreath. It's made into a wreath. Sounds super crafty and great. Did we just cross the line into explicit? I no. I think I think you pulled it back. I think, and there was no easy way to ask that. There really was not. There never is. You didn't have to, but you did. <laughs> but I did. Um, so let's drift into our topic. Okay. Um, I think I would like to call this our personal thrift story. It's <laughs> grown. Are um, you thinking about that when I was talking about cherry size balls? Would it hurt your feelings if I said yes? Mm, no. Okay. It would not. Got it. So, um, yeah, when, you know, this is our 101st episode. One thing we haven't really talked about in an organized or concerted way is kind of our kind of relationship with really each other and specifically our relationship to thrifting. Um, So as we mentioned in other podcasts, we met in college. Um, We met when I was, we're we're only what, like seven months apart, eight months apart? Yeah. But um, yeah, we met when you were 19 and I was 18. It was the very beginning, I think, of my first semester at school. Um. And fast friends, like immediate connection. Um, like I had such a friend crush on you from the very beginning. You know what I mean? Me too. Oh, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, we hung out all the time, obviously, when we were in college. And I was thinking about this when we kind of established that this would be our topic. I only remember us ever thrifting once in college and it wasn't like we even recognized that thrifting was a thing it was like 
we were just going into a bunch of businesses downtown, and one of them just happened to be a thrift store, is vaguely how I remember it. And of course, yeah, we're talking about over, well, actually almost 35 years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do remember there was a Salvation Army in um, downtown, and uh, we had a friend who had a birthday coming up, and I stumbled across something called the Travel Bar. Yes, it was a Trav-L-Bar, and inside it had a shaker, and it had these places where you could put your liquor bottles. Um, I, I, think, I think maybe the person I gifted that to might have been a functional alcoholic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, looking back, and so it, I, it's with mixed feelings that I look back. She loved it. Um, and I think that was my first um, experience where I was like, oh, you you can really find great and interesting vintage kinds of things. Had you, I mean, I had been to thrift stores before that. What about you? Yeah, you know, in high school, there were people who were like, oh, yeah, let's go to thrift stores. You know, that was the era of, like, pretty and pink. Yeah. And there was, like, a whole... You know, there was, like, that 80s fascination with the 50s. And so the thing is, what I I didn't get at the time is that you can't just walk into a thrift store and find something amazing and vintage immediately. Like, what I didn't get is that you have to see what's at the thrift store and let yourself be surprised as opposed to, you know, wanting something really specific. Um, the way that people will say, like, oh, I'm thrifting for a costume for Halloween, I never yeah. understood that. Like, if you're doing it all year long, great. But um, Or you're going in, and like you said, you're sort of being inspired to come up with a costume based on what you find. Yes, yeah. And that, As opposed to, I'm going to be Daphne from right. Scooby-Doo. So, and of I course, I'm going to find a purple sweater in just the right size. Yes, exactly, and a headband and some funky tights. Yeah. Um, yeah, that doesn't work. Yep. At least not me. Yep. I think our next, my next kind of thrifting memory when thrifting got really serious, I think, well, we moved to Chicago right after school, uh, moved in together as roommates into our first apartment, and then we moved into a second apartment in 94. And I will just comment that the first apartment had one closet. (laughs) the entire apartment for two people yeah actually my most salient memory was a horrific deep frying donut accident (laughs) yeah yeah no yeah let's not talk about it right nobody was hurt that's the important thing badly Um, hurt nobody was badly hurt yes yeah um but it, I think it was after we moved to the second apartment in 94. Yes. I, I think that, yes. like, something happened where it just, like, in about 94 or 95, like, I think you had gone into thrift stores and you kind of had the idea of, like, oh, let's just hit a bunch of thrift stores. Yeah. And it was, like, some crazy drug. <laughs> Yes, it really was. Um, as, because as, it was like 
cool, interesting, affordable, weird journeys around the city. Like, I mean, so many things kind of came together when we started doing that. Yeah. Um, and then we would go, we would hit like two thrift stores and kind of look at each other and be like, I don't feel done yet. Do you feel done yet? No. No, I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, it started on the north side of Chicago where we were living. And then we would go out west and then we're like, hmm, I think we know some on the south side or can find some. And of course, this is pre-smartphone, pre-internet. But what was helpful was it was either Unique or Village or both had the stores listed on the bags and or signs in the store telling you where their other stores were. Like, I think each store did it differently. Yes. But I one time we looked at the bag and we were like, we could just go to some more of these. Like, why don't we? It helped that just prior, from 92 to 94, I had a job on the South Side doing home visits. So I knew the geography of the South Side kind of inside out. I just never really paid attention to thrift stores. Um, a lot of the thrift stores we went to were in the area, and actually two of them were within a block and a half of the office where I'd worked. So I think that made it easy. So it started off, we would go to two thrift stores, and by the end, we were easily hitting, what, six or seven in a day? Yeah. And then it started to be this thing that we would do. It's like, it's Saturday, it's 8 a.m., why aren't you dressed yet? Yeah, because we knew the first thrift store opened at 9, but they often would open a little early. The one in Diversity. Oh, yeah. It's gone now. But um, they'd open like 15 minutes early. So if you could be there 15 minutes early, like it got you jump-started mm -hmm. on the rest of the route. And it did become a route. <laughs> and what I remember about that thrift store is that it was in 1995 was lousy with Pyrex. Oh, that's interesting. It's like, yeah, I have to move the Pyrex out of the way so I can see what's behind it. <laughs> and I mean, like, oh, a lot of it was... Exactly what you know now. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of it was in amazing shape, and it was just um, beautiful Pyrex. And that's actually the point, just because it was so ubiquitous, and I just liked it, that I just started picking up Pyrex. And then that kind of turned into a thing. I am in no way a trendsetter, but in that one instant, <laughs> I I kind of was. I was on that Pyrex bandwagon I, before it was and, cool. And that's the store where I got Senorita Sock Monkey, <clears throat> my first Sock Monkey. Oh, yeah. Um, that is that thrift store that would always be the first on our trek. Um, one of my finds that got away, they had this amazing, uh, floor lamp that went into a globe and it was oh, like yeah. sunset orange. And, um, I just, I'm like, I feel like $15 is way too much. <laughs> and actually, sorry, it wasn't even 15. I, it was probably eight or something. I'm just, yeah. So, uh, if, if I'd known... Yeah, you could you couldn't have known. Well, and I every once in a while I'll entertain those horrible fantasies of like I wish my brain now could 
like, go back to the past and do one of those thrifting trips, like, how different it might be. Yeah, that's not a good game to play. No, no, it's not helpful. At all. So, um... And I think that's that's really where it took off, and we were thrifting really regularly, and it got to the point where, oh, okay, during work, I would go out. There were a couple thrift stores kind of in the neighborhood, and I would go out and find things. You were going out on your own. Um, yeah, if I, I have a lot of meetings around the city, and I would make sure that, depending where my meeting was, I would squeeze in a thrift before or after or on the way back to work because, mm-hmm. hey, you've already driven there. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, and it's the interesting thing about thrifting, too, is that the more you do it, the more you're rewarded. Yes. Because, like, if you just walk walk into one thrift store and look around and it's not amazing, well, you're probably going to find something really amazing if you go to six. Mm-hmm. Like the likelihood just shoots through the roof that you're going to find something. And of course, other people, you know, people would come into the house and be like, oh, this is so great. Oh, I got it at a thrift store. And because I'm tacky, I would always talk about how much I paid. It's hard not to do that. Yep. I mean, I think when you get a good deal, mm-hmm. you know, there are the people in the world who brag about how expensive something is. I want you to know what little I paid for something. Yeah. That's my bride. Well, and, yeah, and especially if, um, you know, they walk in and they're like, oh, that painting is so amazing. $4. <laughs> you didn't ask, but $4. Yeah. Um, You're not even interested, but $4. <laughs> um, I remember that I had in my office when we first started thrifting, I had all these plant pots, because mm-hmm. I like plants. Mm-hmm. That I had made myself. Like I painted them and decorated them in different ways. And as I started thrifting and discovering like way cooler planters and pots, mm-hmm. I just remember replacing each of them with something much cooler than I thrifted. <laughs> Which, you know, not really a great way to do things, right? Like I had something perfectly serviceable that I'd made. But what I found was so much neater. <laughs> well, I, I, I always think about... Um... Again, that book, Thrift Score, which is now hopelessly outdated in some ways, but has some great, interesting, valuable advice and is fun to read. But um, one of the things that um, she talks about in the book is that, you know, you may think of thrifting as being this sort of like anti-capitalist thing, but it's actually sort of a way of giving into it. It is. It is. And it, it's a way of at least feeling like you're not buying new stuff that's been created. You're buying stuff that would have gone into a landfill and you're paying less for it. Yeah. And it was sort of a way of subduing, I think, some of that impulse. But it's I, the bottom line. It's just loving stuff. Right. It is. Yeah. So it, which is, you know, how I always. Which is how you get into the trouble of having too much stuff and needing to clean yeah which we always get to this point (laughs) i know i i think (laughs) i think it's like the constant struggle right yeah yeah absolutely the stuff is great 
but mm-hmm. you can't have too much of it or else you're well, drowning in it. In like I am so um like I, I love having thrifting as one of the things that I'm more passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um because um I I do like things. Um, and I like interesting things and beautiful things, and I like things with history, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. Like, I don't, when I think about decluttering, yeah, it, it's got to happen, especially with guests coming next weekend. I look around and think, oh, my God, I've really, I've overdone it for sure. Uh, and on the other hand, like, I have a lot of beautiful things that I enjoy greatly that I wouldn't, mm-hmm. if I wasn't uh, a very enthusiastic thrifter, would never have kind of come into my um, consciousness. And I don't know, my house would just be filled with like, I don't know, Ray Dunn canisters or something. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like those aren't showing up at the thrift yet, but they're gonna. Oh, no, I've seen some Ray Dunn stuff. Have you? Yeah. Not a lot, but it's showed up. I've seen Ray Dunn influenced. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that's just a very brief sort of summary of, of how we met and how we got here 30-some years later. Having constant conversations about needing to declutter. Exactly. I bought this great thing. I need to declutter. That's yeah. that's all of our conversations. Almost all. Oh, close. Ninety percent. Yeah, well, I, a good ten. A good ten percent is like. Can you believe that was thirty five years ago? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is a lot of it. Yeah. Or, I don't remember that. Really. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of that too. Yeah. Anyway, um, you are absolutely, without a doubt, um, the uh, best friend I could ever, ever have hoped for. And I absolutely adore you. My God, me too. We got very lucky, I think. Yes. Um, There's uh, friends that are friends and friends that are family, right? Yeah. 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 All right. So let's go ahead and stop here. We will... um, uh, be on I should post pictures I'm sorry it just it popped into my head like I never posted my pig I need to post my pig post your pig post my yeah, pig I already took my pictures I'm so on the ball I am ready oh for when you put- I'm so behind I'm not gonna post a picture of the Oklahoma CD I'm That's just okay. I'm just gonna urge everybody to like go on to Spotify or whatever and just listen to some Oklahoma you're just going to record yourself singing along and post that instead. I would feel awful <laughs> doing that. So uh, go ahead, follow us on Facebook and um, uh, on Instagram, where we are I Love LUV Thrifting. Yes. And thank you, everybody, for following us and um, sharing your love of thrifting with us. Um, we would love to hear other people's histories, like how, how'd you start and have you figured out how to stop yet? <laughs> if so, we haven't. 
any decluttering tips, obviously, would be welcome. And we always love to see any of your finds posted. Um, so, yeah, share those with us. We love to see those. All right. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And it should be about a week before okay. we talk to you again. Bye. Bye.